Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Scary Christmas, Fright School. Hello, Joe. Hello, Joshua. Scary Christmas to you. Yay, season's greetings. Merry Creepmas. Ghoul Tide. Yes, slay all the puns. <laughs> like, how many puns do you got there? Happy Horror Days. Happy Horror Days. Happy Honda Days. Oh, there we go. That but is I horrifying. But cele- I celebrate Toyotathon, so. Oh, okay. Sorry. Forgive I don't, me. you know, we'll let it slide. Yeah, but. yeah. Actually, I don't know why I said that because I had nothing to do with wherever you just took it to. I don't drive. What do I fucking know about cars? Oh, it's yes. here. Yes, it is here. Another year of scary things we you have gotten through. You've managed, you know. Good no, for you. I've managed. We're not going to talk about how Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is basically a Magneto origin story. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. But you notice more people are picking up on that. Like, I saw so many memes this year with, like, Rudolph, like, people sharing about, like, exploitation, labor exploitation, um, you know, uh, like, Rudolph is, like, serial killer, like, taking out all the other reindeer who, like, made fun. Of, like, there, it's, it's a thing. Like, this is, it's growing. I'm not saying I'm responsible for it, but... But you know, we're making people think on this show exactly about the about the stories we were raised with, with what we've been told to accept, and we're not taking it anymore, Santa. We're not taking your exploitative practices, labor practices. Okay, exactly. Uh, yeah, that was something. Just you can now. miss me with that, Santa. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but yeah, another uh, scary Christmas time. Uh, I did finalize my scary Christmas uh, run uh, uh, film uh, list uh, this year. And what is and what is on the agenda for this year? Yeah, I'm actually kind of excited because there's one, two. There's technically three films I've never seen, but I mean, I guess we really can't count Krampus, even though it's like the new director's cut, but I have not seen it yet. Okay. Um, so the, but, but it'll be new to you when you watch it. Yeah. At least the director's cut will be, but okay. there are two films that I've actually never seen before that I put on the list this year. And I think I, I kind of changed it up. Like when I went back and I looked at past, uh, lists, this is kind of a, it's pretty fresh. So uh, I'm doing death I'm going to start with that because it's like a, it's an anthology and kind yeah. of perfect while you're like hanging out and drinking cocoa and, mm-hmm. you know, seeing our friends, people arriving. It's a good arriving film. Sure. Uh, our friends are in it. Yes. We know lots of people that are in it, directed pieces in it. I mean, it's super cool. Great way to start. Uh, yeah. I can't wait to have all, you know, have friends here and I could just brag to them. Like, I know who wrote and directed this. That'll be real, uh, real uh, nice, right? <laughs> It'll be a nice way to start it, so that way they can leave if they want. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's I'm like, not. Oh, I, he's gonna do. This you know, all we're not. Day. The, you, we're uh, we're not those kind of people. No, I can't. No, no, not yet. Not yet. Uh, so then, uh, then the children from 2008, which is about like Christmas Day, and like the kids get like some kind of virus that makes them psychotic killers. I don't know. That was just what was explained. So, put that on the list. Uh, I like to remind people why uh, having children is a bad idea. Uh, you know, as we go into the new year, uh, don't put babies on your list because they will murder you in a homicidal viral rage. Uh, and then Silent Night from 2021. Yes. Which again, I'm not sure if it like 
counts. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but it looks kind of ominous. It's like apocalyptic, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's also, it's got Keira Did you Knightley. see it? No. Oh, okay. Because you Knightley. were the one who kind of sold me on adding it. Yeah. I, I kind of want to try to see if I can be here for that. Okay. Um, I have to look at your timing, but yeah, that's um, the 4 p.m. movie, so it might ooh, be too. Yeah, it might yeah. be too early. Might be too early. But if I like it, we'll keep it on the list, and you know, maybe we'll do. And then it for I'll next watch year. it separately, and then we can talk about yeah. it. Yeah, next year we'll do. Maybe for the holidays, we'll do like Silent Night, Silent Night, Deadly Night. There's another Silent Night movie. <laughs> There's like a lot of them, so maybe we'll just do like a whole like. We'll watch Triple X, <laughs> where the virus, where the the gas is called Silent Night, but not but. That, that the mad scientist creates for everybody with Vin Diesel. Joshua's tuned out completely from listening to me. Uh, well, yeah, you mentioned <laughs> Vin Diesel and I'm just like, what? I don't know who that is. Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, sure. Whatever you said, Joe, we'll do that. I'm kidding. Don't hold me to this. Cause I, uh, I'm not exactly sure. Cause I have not seen this X, X, X movie, at least that one that you're talking about. <laughs> I've seen others. You said triple X, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've not but seen that's that. what it's called. Okay. Whatever. I'm on to you. <laughs> Um, then uh, Black Christmas 1974 because I always I kind of have to have that on the list I really enjoy it and I always uh, I mean I haven't had it on every single year but I do like watching it so that's kind of for me uh, and then The Nightmare Before Christmas which I do always have because that's one that like a lot of people try to be here for that moment it's kind of nice it's just a good place to be and then Krampus the new the naughty cut and then Scrooged at 19 uh, or at, at 10 that's the 10pm movie uh, sorry I almost said 1988 because that's when it was made I always put the dates of when things were made you know just so the people know what yeah. they're getting into yeah so very excited it's a good lineup this year I've got uh, lots of food coming all of those things wonderful um, what else was I going to say there was something I was thinking about earlier but uh, it'll come back to me what, uh, <laughs> what's been going on in your week um, in my week well you know just uh, trying to stay safe dodging the virus right yeah Hopefully, all of you. And if you have it, it's you'll. I hope you're vaccinated and boosted and uh, listening to this as you convalesce. Yeah, this um, is true. We actually have uh, a few friends and people we know that have that have been uh, struggling against uh, old uh, COVID. I'm not sure if they have the Omicron or whatever it is, Omnicron, <laughs> Omicron, right? Omicron, Omicron. Um, I'm not sure if it's that in particular, but uh, it's definitely hit us. And we obviously talked about how we, uh, you know, our, our the show got canceled that we wanted to see because of COVID. It's it's, it's officially here. canceled yeah. now. Yeah, now it's definitely canceled. Definitely dead. So we'll be getting some money back. Yeah, which is always nice. Yeah. I've actually had quite a few things canceled that I've been sitting on. Like I had tickets for, I bought tickets to see Iona Lee, who is like, I am a my, who am I? <laughs> And Jonah Lee. She's got quite a few projects. Uh, I bought the tickets in February of 2020, and they just finally were like, okay, we're just going to cancel. So it was kind of nice because I had spent several hundred dollars on like a VIP, like meet and greet, a whole, you know, it was like a whole shebang. It was all kinds of stuff. So to like suddenly get, you know, a few hundred bucks at the holiday time, you know, felt good. I bought a bunch of that chocolate you see over there. <laughs> That's for Jeffrey. I was stuck, stu- stuffing his stocking. Ah, with chocolate. With a chocolate, yes, because it won't kill him. Ah, kinky. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, yeah, fucking COVID. I'm so over it. 
But I also am like, you know, better things get canceled than anybody that I love die or anybody that I don't love. Like, I don't want anybody to die, uh, <laughs> frankly, uh, from like something like that. Um, you know, well, anything, anyone see it. No, I'm off. Yeah, I I'm feel like my trying my, to keep my, my happy holiday spirit. <laughs> my Instagram stories are like so manic. It's like, you know, here's this very gut wrenching post from a doctor on Reddit talking about how he's not going to. Uh, see patients anymore because fucking COVID and QAnon are ruining his life, uh, ruining his life. And then like the next thing is like some really weird queer, like advent calendar song. Like, you know, it's just yeah. like, that's what my life is like these days. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, uh, it's very interesting. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see. I actually, you know, I'm even hoping that uh scary Christmas happens, you know, I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, it will happen anyway because right right but i don't I, I you know i mean i'm hoping people will come and hang out but again you know i guess we'll just kind of see i'm gonna keep everybody six feet apart i guess like you sit in the backyard well but just be here where i so, can look at you you know let me so let <laughs> so me ask you together. that right as like someone who is planning to host and have mm-hmm. people in your home like what is um what kind of what are your protocols i should say because it's weird now right because now we have vaccinations we have booster we know a lot we know more than we did like last year about the behavior of the virus yeah so people are more apt using that knowledge as limited and as they may have it but using that knowledge and those and that science they are more apt to like be apart be together well i'm just trusting the people in my life that, you know, they'll come and it'll be, you know, like if they're feeling sick, you know, like I've had that where people have like text me, like when we did the Friendsgiving, you know, somebody was like, oh, you know, I've kind of, I have a runny nose. I'm like, you know, just if you have anything, stay home, you know? Yeah. Like, we'll see you another time. Like, I don't even care if it's not necessary. I mean, that's the thing, even if it's not COVID, like that, like that's just a lesson in general. Like if you're not feeling well, like, stay home like yeah. don't go to events and things like i mean i get like there's obviously lots of politics around work and all of those sorts of things like people have to make the choices they have to make especially but, when but they're that's, forced but that's, but that's work. work you know yeah. when but it's like, optional leisure when you're yeah. spending time around people that you yeah. love is it serving is it going to be good for them uh, and is it going to be good for you and your enjoyment to be even to be sick around them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's like a whole other thing because it's like people get all like upset, you know, and there's lots of familial stuff around that too where it's like, but we want to see you. And then it's like, well... I would rather see But people. I would rather, yeah. yeah. I would rather A, month. not get sick and B, like have us be enjoying fully each other's company and you not having to blow your nose every 10 minutes. Right. Yeah. And just, yeah, it's just like, let's, you know, try not to spread stuff around in general. But... Yeah. <laughs> So I guess I'm just like, I know everybody who said they were coming. I know they're all people who are vaccinated. Uh, some of them are already boosted. Um, you know, so I'm I'm just kind of trusting the people that I know are coming, that they've been responsible, and that hopefully everything goes well. I also, I'm also kind of like, even if somebody comes, like, I, I, there's part of me that also feels like we kind of have to accept that there's probably... A, a good chance all of us are going to get this at some point. It's just what how what degree it's going to affect you. So I'm also just trying not to be too like 
panicky about it. Like I want everybody to be safe. And of course I don't want anybody to get sick. So of course there is always that risk that somebody's going to come who has it, but doesn't know. And they're not exhibiting any symptoms and they're boosted and, you know, vaccinated and the whole big thing. And we're still going to get sick. And I don't know, I guess maybe that's just something that I kind of have, I, I can't control for that. You know, all I can ask is that people be responsible. And uh, we've had events where some people wear, have wore masks the whole time and they're certainly allowed to do that and welcome to do that. Yeah. You know, we had a thing outside in the yard. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> um, I definitely am not feeling like it's a big enough risk to like want to cancel everything because I, I know the people that are coming, but um. Yeah, because you yeah, typically have you typically have had, I guess, in in the pre-COVID and the great before, a, a, a general open door policy. People can come and go. People can bring guests. Yeah, so it's rare that I've had like a ton of people at once. Usually, yeah. there'll be two or three or four people here. That's why I published the movie list so that people kind of know when they might want to come or when they don't want to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I just try to be. I'm just trying to be aware of it and trust the people I care to make the, you know, good decisions for themselves. And, um, you know, I feel comfortable having people here in the house and like hanging out because, you know, of my own, like my health. Uh, but I'm not going to be offended either. If anybody calls like, Hey, I don't want to come to your house cause you're inviting a bunch of people over. That's fine. That's perfectly fine by me. Like I'm not gonna, yeah. you know, so we'll see. We do what we need to do to make ourselves feel okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It's just, it's such like a, even just sitting here like talking about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm all over the place. Because, <laughs> I mean, I you know, I am. Like, it's, I, I see a million different sides to it, so... It's kind of what I'm training my brain to do is like, I know. was like, that's your, that's your therapist. <laughs> you have to therapist speak. Like, how can we think about this in a different way? Like, you know, uh, so again, you know, if people want to come and want to hang out, um, you know, our house is big enough. People can spread out and be okay. I think, uh, and I will also have the backyard open up so we can hang out there and I think it'll be fine, you know? keep the fans running, keep things, you know. You have a lot of trust in the people in your life. I do. And they haven't failed me yet. Like we've had a few events and everything's been fine. And people have said like, you know, Hey, I'm not feeling well. I don't think I should come. So I feel like we have that kind of respect. Uh, now, I mean, if I was at like a family gathering in Ohio, I probably wouldn't go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love to my brother and his family, but uh, you know, I think we're kind of more in a bubble here of like, you know, whatever most, I think a lot of people are like, you know, they're not willing to take the risk. Like, you know, uh, and like I've said before, if it's all like a hoax and we're all being tricked into wearing masks and washing our hands, like I'd still would rather take that than die. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'd rather take the risk of like, oh, the, you know, the CDC and the government conspired to make me look like an idiot wearing a mask for a year. Um, then the people who say that and then they get it and get really, really sick. And, yeah, because and die, I, or yeah, have the, other horrible things happen because of like, and again, not because like they're idiots or anything. There's like a lot of trickery at foot. <laughs> a foot. <laughs> you know, I think to some degree. <laughs> there's, yeah, a, there's an encouragement of distrust yeah, in, the, in science. Conspiracy, government conspiracy implies that like government is that functional, right? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, that. that's true. I think, yeah. you've, I think you've said that before, yeah. right? Is that, you know, government yeah. like um, is able, is that organized and can uh, coordinate itself 
that yeah. much. Yeah, like that takes a real concerted sort of effort. But uh, again, uh, and also that the entire world is participating in like, you know, some a kind of propaganda yeah. to, you know, influence U.S. citizens. It's just, it's bizarre. But again, if that's the case, hey, I, you know, I, I'd still rather take the risk. I don't care about, and I actually stand firmly, and I've kind of had this conversation with the, with the Squancher a few times because um, he really doesn't like the masks. You know, it's very uncomfortable for him. And I wear contacts, so I definitely get that. Like, I don't get the glasses thing. They don't really make me uncomfortable. And if anything, I kind of really like the masks for a lot of reasons. Like, you know, I haven't had colds. I haven't had other issues. Um, you know, nobody, you people leave me alone, which I love, uh, you know, in like cars and in different things. Uh, my masks are all really cute and fun. So they coordinate with my outfit. So I actually have really enjoyed wearing the masks. I think we should normalize it more. Uh, you know, when you think like if you're sick and you got to go out and do things, hey, wear a mask. Like, I just think we should normalize that. I've said that a few times. Um, but there's other fringe benefits that the mask have kind of, you know. And I think about my female friends who, you know, my women identifying friends and, and uh, women presenting friends who feel like you know nobody tells them to smile nobody like fucks with them in the same way so there's just reasons i enjoy the masks <laughs> um oh my gosh so listen to this insanity i've fallen down <laughs> a youtube rabbit hole of um van life and like tiny house videos have you seen any of these yeah but it's <laughs> Hold on. I'll let you say what you're going to say, and okay. I will say what I'm going to say. <laughs> well, maybe we're on the same page. But anyways, I've been watching, and I can't stop watching them. I don't know what it, it's like. It's very fascinating to me, because one, it's sort of like... You're not handy. No, I'm not handy yeah, at I was gonna say, all. I'm not, not going to do this. I know. I was like, you're not handy, so... Yeah, I don't even own a car. How can I move into one? <laughs> I mean that's that's the that'll be the greatest trick of all, right? Right. <laughs> you you but, don't you but, can't move it. <laughs> but I'm watching these videos. I'm just getting lost in them before bedtime. Just watching hours of like these videos this week, um, when I really should be doing other things like filling out my grad school applications. But pff, whatever. Uh, but you know, I'm like watching these things where these people are like converting vans or like you know whatever big vehicle things into like homes on wheels uh you know so part of me is like wow this is really ingenious efficient use of space i love that i like good design i think it's really fascinating to kind of try to take a small space like um you know like caravan wagons and stuff like how like i'm like really fascinated by that culture like how people kind of have an entire life in like a room is just really fascinating how they mm -hmm. use the space but i'm also sitting here going you know it's really fucked up how like culturally we like look down on people who live in trailers or like trailer parks where like, that's so like, you know, Oh, you live in a trailer, you know? Um, or we like arrest and harass people who like have to live in their cars cause they can't afford an apartment or they can't afford, you know, to own a house because you know, live in a third world fucking country sometimes. Um, and like, that's bad to like be poor and live in your car. But if you're like, a white girl who can spend a hundred grand, you know, or whatever, like one of the things that was like $60,000 to convert this van and live in it full time. And she's, you know, like, well, all of them, it's all the same. They were, they, they're all web developers or photographers or artists or some kind of thing. And, you know, they're just living in their vans, driving all over the United States, living their best lives, right? Uh, parking in Walmart parking lots, parking in parks, you know, parking in trailer parks, but they're not trailer trash. 
you know, don't get me wrong. Um, right? It's like so fucked up. I've been like thinking about this all week. trailer park. Yeah, it's so bizarre. I'm like been thinking about it all week. I'm just like, this is kind of cool, but it's really fucked up. Like how we really like, I mean, like how is this a thing? You know? See, what we need is for like somebody to do like one of those, to do a like makeover style day in the life of like, this is me living in my trailer, my tiny home with my family. Mm-hmm. But it's like what really occurs like it's it's the like student at a university who like has to sleep in their car and up in the one parking lot that doesn't have a security guard that cares that they're there, you know? Right, exactly. Or there's like other things. Like and again, a lot of these people when they talk, they're like, you know, oh, I put a shower in, but I don't really need a shower because like I have my friends and I'll go and like go to their house and shower. I'm like, well, like we have uh, a like, gym membership, right? Exactly. Or there are other things that like you know, it's like well, like people who are like truly homeless or like can't like do this kind of thing like that's not like an option for them so it's just it's this whole strange lifestyle that i'm just like it's so glorified and everybody's like talking about how like amazing and wonderful this is but at the same time i'm just like yeah but then we like call the police on people living in their cars you know like it's just it's really messed up or again like the trailer because i'm like you live in a trailer and in fact, you live in something that costs like twice as much as if you would have just got a trailer. <laughs> you just go live in a trailer if you want to like downsize. Uh, you know, when I was a kid and we'd go to like, because I mean, I had family that lived in trailer parks. And yeah, some of them were very stereotypically, you know, like that kind of thing, like the trailer park boys or what you picture in a trailer in a trailer park. Um, you know, Roseanne did an episode where Becky yeah. like moves into a trailer and like people come around and it's like, you know, exactly what you know, it's that that whole stereotype. The refuse of a trailer park. Right, exactly. But then you'd go places, you'd be like, there's some really nice, like, trailers. <laughs> I mean, I remember going and visiting, like, friends who lived in trailers, and they had, like, it was boosted up, you know? And not, and they were not spending that same kind of money, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> um, again, I guess it's not as mobile. Like, it's not the, I mean... I'm, I'm sure some of them are like in people who live in like airstreams or live in RVs or live in other things, you know, the, the point is to be mobile and like drive around. But, um, but then one guy was like, yeah, he made a, a school bus into like a place to live. That's a thing, a schoolie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm learning their language. Um, Shut, stop, <laughs> stop it. And, but he's like, oh no, I'm not driving around. I'm just sitting, I'm just parked in a trailer park, mm-hmm. you know? But it's like, you spent two years doing this when you could have just bought a trailer and lived in the trailer park, you know? Or bought like, a, you know, an RV or something like that. And I get it, again, there's like a whole thing of like doing it yourself and like, it's a whole culture of that, of creating the space and, and, and making it kind of what you want. Uh, it's very fascinating, but uh, no, I mean, I definitely could not, could you imagine packing all this into a, no. Right? I'm just, I, I no. have too much crap. You can um, barely fit your possessions in one room. I know. That's true. That's why, yeah. And I'm just kind of spread out amongst the house. But we, Jeffrey and we were watching and he was just like, yeah, we couldn't live like this. Could you imagine? I'm like, well, no, because like you're 6'5". So first of all, what damn car are we even going to yeah. find? You need like on? a vaulted ceiling. <laughs> Although the one girl had Vigo. hers, she had a really tall one. And the way they had done it, it was like, she's like, oh, my friend, he's 6'3". He can stand up in here. I'm like, wow, that's a pretty tall fucking car you know but again some of these are these like mercedes i'm just like okay yeah what 
<laughs> it's just the whole concept. It's just boggling my mind. This has nothing to do with Christmas or anything like that, <laughs> or horror. It's uh, horror on a different level. Yeah, it's horror on a different level. Uh, uh, but again, you know, think about that. Like, look you at know. you, Joshua, participating in bootstrap fetishism. Right? It's so <laughs> strange. No, I'm not like I. I'm not sharing these videos to talk about how great it is. I'm just I'm like culturally. Like, can we fucking leave people alone? Regardless, like, hey, if they want to do this, that's awesome. Like, hey, put all your YouTube, all of that is fine. But we have to, like, stop demonizing people who, like, live in their cars or, you know, or live in trailers or, like, yeah. you know, Ugh. it's... It's they, insane. They, they make me really upset. Like yeah. these videos do because it's like it's ex- everything that you said, right? Yeah. Plus the fact that like I will never be able to do this or visit them because the the tiny places oh, are right. like are not made for fat people. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just like I, I there are some like there are some people's apartments <laughs> where it's like I can barely like walk through the door. Yeah. And it's not because it, like the world is already not built enough for that. So right, it just right, right, right. highlights the fact that like, you know, some of these like white girls are really tiny and <laughs> you know, yeah. the family is fit. They ha- and I'm just like Yeah. And then like I, I was because I I I kind of fell down a TikTok rabbit hole where I watched this one family. They like we converted our giant RV and now we like you know we homeschool and do all this stuff and and it just seems very like it's very kind of like crypto con crypto conservative you know like we don't really we're not going to talk about like our kind of our conservative values but here's us doing this very like making this stuff and and our family and it's just like and then i'm just like oh my god these poor children having to wa- having to share bedrooms and like wa- be you know ushered around the entire country and no, I mean, no <laughs> privacy well that's like um did you ever watch reno 911 no oh, okay so zach galifianakis i it's probably one of his earlier roles i don't remember what his first like you know, thing was, but he played a guy who lived in a school bus with like a bunch of his kids and they they had a ton of guns and they were like, you know, that, that was the idea. They were sort of like, you know, off the grid, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, anti-government, you know, types. And that, and it's funny that you say that because that's what, like, we watched a few, most of the ones that I've seen, it is a lot of like solo female van traveling, like van life. That's like a, a like a subgenre of these, you know. So it is like no, you stop know, it. Fifty videos of like little tiny white girls like living in their van, and, uh, and you and you have you own the same hats as they do. No, I don't. You no, know, these are all very hippy dippy. These are not okay. goth types. No, like, I mean like you know, no wide brim. Cap. Oh, there was a couple, but okay. no, most like some of them were very like it's a mix because some of them were also very active. Like the like a couple of them, it's like oh, I go rock climbing and I live in the national forest in my you know Mercedes, you know whatever it was. Hell, and thing. I broadcasted my location. I'm a single woman. Come right. and get me. Well, <laughs> there's a lot of conversation actually about the safety of it, about being a woman and being like safe in this, and so they all like that's something that a lot of them show off is like how they get out of it really quickly or having like, you know, the cab be open. Oh my God. Is it like a TikTok dance where it's just like, you know, how, and then you do the, the hand thing and you point to the different, like, oh, right. the, the different, point safety to the measures. different safety measures. Here's where I hide my taser. Here's where I hide my bat. And look, 
I can jump from my bed to the cab and drive off in five Here's seconds. Here's my keychain that looks like a cat, but really it's like I, right. I put in my knuckles and can gouge their eyes out. Yeah, yeah. But they also, it's interesting because there's the whole thing of like where a, a lot of them also make a point to say it's not as bad as you'd think. Like they're like, I thought it would be really unsafe or I thought that and my friends are worried for me, but like everybody out here in van life is awesome and like I feel very safe and it's, you know, great. You know? So like there's like a whole like... Because they're predominantly know. in wide space. Well, again, I mean, who knows, but like they, you know, I I mean, I have a theory that the world is kind of a better place than we think it might be, you know, but who really knows? Um, I haven't gotten to that part of my research because I keep thinking like I'm going to look up like van life, like murders, (laughs) like I'm kind of (laughs) like true crime. You're never never going to find it. Well, that whole thing that happened recently with um, what's her face? um, Gabby, the with the boyfriend, the girlfriend and she went missing. They were van lifers. They were like traveling all around a van. I have no idea what you're talking about. This was like captivated the nation for all of a week, which is, you know, months in, uh, there in is a time. pandemic going on. Um, I don't care about two, like. Well, she went missing, and the boyfriend went missing, and then they found his body because he probably killed her. It was a whole big thing, and it like it cast this whole thing on like, uh, like see, van life isn't that great, y'all. Your boyfriend might murder you, and then go missing himself. Like it was a whole thing. Anyways. Uh. I can't believe you don't know what I'm talking about. I think I might know what you're talking about. I, it, it, I don't. I don't really pay attention to <laughs> to white people. I don't pay attention to white people going missing. <laughs> um, if I don't know them, I really don't pay attention to them. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, See, this is the Gabby thing. Petito. That was her yes. Name. Thank you. That, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I and know. Bri- uh, laundry. Brian, Brian Laundry. Every time people post stuff on, on this is going to be sound really dark. But every time people post like repost like hey this person's missing uh please let me know i look at them and i'm like i don't think people will know <laughs> like i don't know i don't know them yeah well all right wow this is really dark yeah it went in a weird place but the point is is that <laughs> what is the point is the fetishization of this oh yeah. no is that jeffrey was all he pointed out because we were watching oh my gosh see this like we get so off track because we don't dear listener we don't write this stuff. This is just happening in live, real time. Yeah, this for is your you. Christmas present. Yeah. So, Jeffrey kept pointing that out in some of the videos where he's like, this feels very, like, prepper-ish, very, like, yeah, right-wing, like, QAnon, some of them, but it's, like, just on the edge, some of them, you know, where it's not present, they're not talking about that, but it is very, like... They hid the Q flag. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there's, like, a streak of that. But some of it is also just this, like, fetishization of, like... We need to turn their faces into the FBI, see yeah, if it matches yeah. any of the footage from the January 6th. But, like, yeah, tiny house living and, you know, and again, I have friends that I think that'd be awesome if they could do that because they design websites and they do things that like they could be like off, they can work from anywhere in the world. And yeah, you know, but again, that also takes a certain thing because these people like that doesn't like, you know, they have access to like Wi Fi and they have access to other, you know, like things that make it doable. Techno- modern life, it's a paradox, right? Right. Modern life actually makes it so that way they can disconnect and choose to right. not engage. Whereas, like, poor people cannot, you know, right. yeah. some poor people who live in metropolitan areas and, you know, cannot choose to disengage because. They are they are so reliant on yeah. all of those systems. Yeah, so it's just it's just a really fascinating yeah. thing I've been like it's, down it, a rabbit hole. It's interesting hole. you're talking. About, so I have a YouTube thing I want to talk about in a minute, but like the it's interesting th- talking about this 
um, like who does that, who chooses to go live in a rural area because we, I think like for myself, my bias as a kind of like coastal elite queer, right? I, I, this is all with like sarcastic quotes around mm-hmm. it is that like why would i go live in like appalachia why would i go live in the confederacy and all these things but there are queer people who exist in those places oh who, yeah of course who um also want and enjoy the quote-unquote like lack of government restriction in those areas like i have a friend who um i have a friend who moved to north county san diego like real north county san diego um last year during the pandemic specifically because of the like the com- that particular community's lax restrictions on masking in public because they uh, didn't. W- they also they um, have such a nat like a, a also that distrust of government as well. I see. In the same way that like people, black people of color, black indigenous people of color, um, can have that that like warranted mistrust of government, and so. And I also oh, yeah, and of medical intervention and ex- yeah. exactly. And then I I also know one of my uh, queer friends from that I met actually through a podcast is someone who does like who's a uh, um, sails on ships like big tall ships. Um, and when they're not doing that, they live in the woods in their like tiny home attached to their car, and it's like the perfect idea, perfect life for them because again, right. when you are like a queer person who does not seem to like nowhere where you live seems to match or fit you. You go and you make your own place. Right. Right. So I, I totally understand it from like that perspective, you know, the queering, <laughs> the queering of time, of van life. Yeah. Um, or the queering of like rural, um, rural life. But like it, when it gets to a point where it's like, um, look and see how much I have, even though it's like, it's all now in this condensed space, but look and see how high tech it is. And Oh my God, I work so hard to do this. Right. It feels weird. Yeah. It's a very strange uh, um, thing. So what were you going to say about your YouTube thing before we, so I want to, um, I was actually inspired by, uh, your, uh, our dear friend, Chelsea Stardust, who oh, yeah. did like a little YouTube thing for, um, of like curated animated Halloween stuff. And so I basically compiled this like list of like over 50, almost 60 short like videos about like, like around queering Christmas. Yeah. So like, you know, songs, things that are not necessarily like that are not queer, but like queer adjacent or queer culture, you know, Patti LaBelle singing. (laughs) singing Oh yes. Where's my background? (laughs) Where's my background singers? Um, And that kind of stuff. But like, I've put that on YouTube and the link will be available in the show notes. um, If you wanted to put it on at your Christmas gathering today and listen to sketches and, you know, again, it's all very fun and poppy and, uh, some of it is like fun drag performances that are around Christmas, and uh, some of it is like original queer Christmas songs, just things that are fun. Cool. Is Last Christmas on there? Last Christmas, like Wham's Last yeah. Christmas. That's pretty um, gay. That is pretty gay. Um, it will be when I. Uh, it will be when they're going to be whamming when, people. I, it, it'll be, but when they listen to this, it'll be Christmas Day. Oh, so they will that, have, that's when it ends. Yes, exactly. Okay. The Whamageddon okay. will have you know will have come for everybody. Ah, alrighty. Well. Um. So yeah. So it, I hope you all enjoy that. It's just fun, weird, weirdo shit that I love. Uh, cool. And Melissa Etheridge is in there just for you, Josh. Oh, thank you very much. That's so sweet. 
All right. Well, wherever you live, whatever, <laughs> whatever's going on in your life, uh, we hope that it is, uh, you know, a happy, happy holiday. And, uh, wow, we, that was a huge circle of things. <laughs> We just kind of visited. Again, our gift to you is listening to us talk about nonsense. There we go. Yes. Uh, All right. Well, we'll be right back uh, with uh, Gremlins. Hey, everybody. I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Chris Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can check out our website at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. All right, welcome back. So today we are, I just, I still, it boggles my mind that you had uh, never seen Gremlins. Never. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is, this is kind of fun. So obviously we know we've been still teachable. Hashtags. I know. Teachable. Right. Oh, I love that. It's so exciting. Uh, so we are taking, you know, we've been doing Jewish horror uh, for, for this season, but we thought for our actual like, Hello, it's Christmas episode, uh, Christmas Day episode. We would uh, do Gremlins because you'd never seen it before. Uh, so, 1984, take us I back. I can't believe it's never come up that I've not done Gremlins. Yeah, because I've definitely talked about it before. I think even in the first year, the because our first scary Christmas episode, we just kind of talked about all kinds of things. You know, we didn't have like a specific. Yeah, and if you go back and listen to it, I probably... You probably did say you I probably it. said it and... Uh, you, I wasn't listening. And you weren't listening because <laughs> it wasn't subtitled underneath me. Um, and... Or I maybe I faked it. Yeah. And, you know, and just did that thing that's like, yeah, I understand. I know what that is. Yeah, who knows? I, I know I, you're not supposed to get them wet. I didn't go back and look. Um, but uh, <laughs> regardless, you reminded me that you had never seen it before. And I was like, well, that'll be perfect. So uh, this was released. Kind of funny. It was actually released in the summer, June 8th, 1984. That's uh, six months before Joshua. So... Before I came into DJ, before I before came Joshua. into before I came into uh, into being, um, yes, before. but uh, yeah, written uh, or, or directed by before the sky darkened, right? And, <laughs> yes, exactly. Anton Lavey, the Black Pope, came to deliver you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, anyways, directed by Joe Dante, written by Christopher Columbus. No, Chris Columbus. Yes, <laughs> that was dumb. You had to be there. Um, anyways. Uh, <laughs> Produced, executive produced by uh, Steven Spielberg. You know, I guess I know her. Right. Production, uh, you know, Warner Brothers and Amblin Entertainment, of course. Uh, you know, it's about a, um, you know, a, a weirdo Christmas mm-hmm. present. <laughs> uh, no, I was, earlier I was thinking, uh, you know, like, just sit back because uh, we're going to ruin Gremlins for you and expose it for the racist propaganda it is. 
Although we're not new to that, yes. uh, the, the the criticisms that we have have existed for a while. It's racist, classist propaganda, <laughs> right? Uh, but uh, we'll start with the. Wh- what did you What did you think, Joe? Well, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And this, is if you're going to deal with racism, might as well be fun. Exactly. Right? And I think this is something <laughs> I would watch again. Yeah. 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 It's definitely a, like a product of its time. <laughs> yes, but not. But like still fun and relevant again like it's hard there are terrifying aspects to it but overall like the music really makes it fun yeah um i do like that central theme yeah know? it's just That's like cool. you know it, like they're they're out like basically killing people and and it's just you know ja- jaunty a little jaunty tune for you yeah while you like <laughs> send a senior citizen you know like careening yeah through careening her. through her house <laughs> Uh, through into the streets. Yeah. A uh, mean lady, though. So. I know. She Does she, she deserve and she, it? And she, you know. <laughs> She's uh, very Miss Gulch, you know. Yes. Trying to get that dog. I know. I was like, get that dog. Which is just, it's a terrible sin against. Uh, uh, that is such like an American thing. Like, if you're going to try to hurt a dog, you got to go. We don't like it. I know. Well, like, I mean, they kind of set that up because she was like wearing her fur. Plus, it doesn't help that like. She's surround. She's a cat lady, right? Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's what I. Really, that's what this movie is actually about, like yeah. the dog versus cat people. <laughs> I, what I really wanted to happen when that hap- when they got rid of whatever her name is, Miss Daigle, Dingle, Dongle, me- <laughs> whatever the fuck her name is, uh, Deagle, Deagle, Ruby Deagle. Um, when they got rid of her, I wanted like that lady who's been asking for an extension from the bank with her children. Um, I really wanted her to come by and like spit on her or have her kids <laughs> or have her kids like piss all over her. Like this will right. be the R-rated version. Yes, they released in a couple of years for uh, the yeah. when it's uh, remade eventually. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, but like, do you think that they'll let the dog stuff stand when she's re- when it gets remade, or do you think it'll be like you know something else like you know? Well, I, you and your lesbo lifestyle, or right? <laughs> Some other kind of small town yeah. uh, horror. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I guess it would depend on, you know, what year it's remade and by who. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, that goes to the thesis of this show. You know? Yeah. what? What's the perspective? It'll be, it'll be Jane Lynch. Right. There we go. I like that. Yeah. And it, she'll be beating up on some, like, poor little straight boy. Yeah, but the poor little straight boy will be Asian in this. Right, there, yes. Will actually be Asian. Yeah, because they'll have to, like, they need to correct some of the... Some of the but, the, like, how is it going to be? It's like, is it Mogwai is now... Um, it's now from Africa, and now it's going to be, like, even worse? Wow, you are... Yeah, you're really thinking about it, man. TJ, can you hear me? Can right. you hear me? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, but uh, I guess, as we talk, maybe we'll figure it out before the end. Because we're, we're there, and we haven't even really talked about this movie, and we're already criticizing the remake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't exist. This is a new low for us. Right. <laughs> we're criticizing <laughs> the remake that hasn't been written yet. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this movie is so, like, it's so fascinating to me when you like think about like the eighties and like this kind of like, um, <laughs> bizarre fetishism of like Eastern like wisdom or something like, uh, like big trouble in little China. Yes. Uh, which I have seen. Yeah. So I it's like the eighties like always China. had that. Like if you wanted to like say something about like magic and, you know, the past, like hire this, this man, the guy who plays Mr. Wing, uh, key Luke. Um, who was in... What else did he do? Uh, he did like a... Was he in Big Trouble in Little China? 
<laughs> I don't know, but uh, I was gonna say hire James Hong, who played oh. Lop- who played Lopan in Big there Trouble. There you Little go. Uh, oh my gosh, this man! He made like a billion movies. Wow. Um. Anyways, Gremlins, which we know because that's the one we're talking about. <laughs> There's all kinds of movies. No, he wasn't in Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, but I guess just hire like you know mm-hmm. you bring in you bring in an old Asian man and suddenly you know yeah. you got yourself a story. <laughs> Uh, which you know is actually really fascinating about this movie is because uh, the, like some of the critique when it comes to like racism focuses on like the gremlins, particularly the bar scene in the way that they're dressed, uh, the music that's playing, like the drinks they're having, you know, that there's sort of this like, you know, comment on like black Americans, but like if, you know, like that's definitely there. I'm not, I'm, obviously I'm not going to argue that that doesn't exist. Um, you know, there's plenty of like academic articles out there, but, but like, I think that the most obvious is like the anti Asian sentiment is like right there. There's like no subtext to that. Like that it's no. very, uh, or anti foreign. Like, I mean the whole, like, I feel like at the end of this, like there is like a real sentiment of like, well, one of the essays I was reading um, was sort of like, you know, it has like a real conservative message about like, you know, anxiety, foreign, like anxiety, invasion, uh, invasion, anxiety, uh, and not even just that, like, they're coming here, but like through uh, Dick Miller's character, uh, Mr. Um, I always forget his last name, Futterman, Murray Futterman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think that would stick, Futterman, that's delightful. Uh, not only does he like kind of complain throughout the movie about like, this foreign element, but that it's like really like malicious, like it's purposeful. Like they're hiding gremlins in cars and in his watch and like in everything to like destroy this country. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so, and then obviously the actual gremlins, like they come from like, you know, this antique shop owned by a Chinese man. And then you pointed out that they have very like Asiatic features when they become you know, yeah, very monstrous, like the way their eyes are shaped seems also very purposeful. So there's just a lot of like, <laughs> it feels like anti-Chinese sentiment that is like really in your face. Uh, even from though the, the beginning. Racist, yeah, right from the beginning. Even if like the racist stereotypes around like the way the gremlins behave, it, it's obviously also it can be read that way. But like, that's still sort of subtext in the film. You know, because it's not, it's not, per, it's not like, it's not that they're black people behaving that way. It's their yeah. monsters behaving in a way that people have attributed to black Americans. Um, like the way they're dressed being something like very 70s, 80s, like the hats and, and again, the way the, the other racist stereotypes that, that they behave that, that gets that reading. But like just right there on the surface, <laughs> it's like, you know, wow, the Chinese are out to get us. Uh, the foreigners <laughs> yeah the foreigners uh and there's just kind of like throughout the whole film is uh the comment about the car yeah even though his car is like a german car right it's a it's a beetle right isn't it uh whose car billy's car oh i get it does look kind of like a beetle isn't it yeah so yeah but that's the point it's like is futterman's like whole thing is like you know american made is best you know yeah which like People still like. Don't get me wrong. I if I can buy American made, I will because most most of the time, American made American made products are also union made, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I maybe. mean, 
<laughs> it depends. <laughs> I, it, it depends. But like, you know, for me, it's just like if I can buy, especially if you're, you know, like um, I've been in positions at work where I need to purchase things in large in bulk. And so I would prefer to buy it union made if I can. I prefer right. to buy it American made if I can just so that way or local like always local first so that way it stimulates a local economy helps a small business that sort of thing i mean again there's no there's no ethical consumption under capitalism so it will all (laughs) it's not i'm not doing it because it's going to make me uh it's going to absolve me but it's going to make me feel a little bit better about how the money is being spent so that being said it's just like you know there are perfectly legitimate reasons why things are made across the sea um this is also very like we we, i told i mentioned this to joshua a little bit is that the uh, it's the shark tank of it all like anyone who any like white man who introduces himself as an inventor is already a red flag in a movie it's like oh he's what oh (laughs) yeah well we were talking about like wayne Zelensky and honey i shrunk the kids exactly i was like shitty inventor dad yeah like yeah, kinda, yeah, cause all sorts of problems. <laughs> exactly, problems for everybody. And like it's also just like he it's the delusion of it all, right? He goes to the store and is he buying something? Is he selling something? Whatever, you know, he's also has this pitch already made, this like, you know, whatever pocket bathroom thing. And then he's like, oh, I'm looking for something for my son. I think he'll love this. I'm like, what in God's green earth do you, why do you think your son will like this? You know what your son would like? Money so he can move out of your house. He's 21 (laughs) years old. Um, Right. He doesn't want, he's like, he does he want to be living there? I don't know. He wants you to pay the rent. He wants you to crack eggs with your hands like a normal person. Yeah, I don't understand giving pets at the holidays. I mean, unless your family has talked about it. Like, you know, if your kid's like, we want a dog and we're going to take care of it. And so, of course, you get a, you know, a pet or whatever. See ya. Puppies are forever. Right. Not just for Christmas. Yeah, but I don't understand buying somebody a pet or... um... (laughs) That they did not ask for. (laughs) Explicitly ask for. (laughs) What's really funny is to go back to the conversation we were having at the beginning of the show about... um... Van life. There was one of the women who got. Stop. I know, but somebody bought her a fish, a pet fish, to keep in the van, and she's like, <laughs> "I don't know why somebody. I mean, she's taking care of the fish, and she does, you know, things to keep him alive or them alive. But it's like, I don't know why they thought giving me something like I want to be responsible for was like a good idea. But here I am. Yeah, with my here fish. I am living irresponsibly in a van. Like, what made <laughs> them think that fish. I that I want to be responsible for? She was another... actually one who was living. She her car was parked in her place of work where they had a shower that she could use, and they let her live there free. She yeah. lived in Google. <laughs> she worked at Google. Yeah, maybe <laughs> she didn't say. Of course. Anyways, not the point. But the point is, it's like, yeah, I don't know why somebody wants to give you something that you have to be like really responsible for, and then it comes with rules. It's like not only is here is like so this random animal I bought for you or whatever the Mogwai, which are. we're just so we are so okay with the fact that like here is something that we have never heard of in the Western world, right? And we're just so willing to welcome into our home because it looks nice. Like and it comes with rules. Yeah. And this is white people. They're not gonna follow yeah. the rules. That you're giving to some twenty year old kid, basically still, you know, I mean uh, yeah. it, Who has a dog. Who already has a dog, yeah. I know. The whole thing. It's uh, not I mean, we can't even get into like the listen, I really enjoy gremlins, even even though I mean I know that again, I can contextualize it. 
it's fun at Christmas because it is like my kind of Christmas movie. Like lots of people die. It's horrifying. Just like the holidays. And they're really fun about it too. It's like this very jaunty music. Right. Again, you know, so as it's like they're murdering half the town. Yeah, so I'm aware, but I am aware of like the, you know, the crit, the critique of it. I'm also aware that like, there's so many logic issues. <laughs> like, how do you have something that's like, don't feed it after midnight. Well, midnight where? Where is midnight? And how does its body know it's midnight here and not oh, midnight somewhere see, but, else? But, okay, hold on. But that <laughs> that question, that little thing is like, is a werewolf on the moon always a werewolf? Right. Right. That's the kind. That's that kind of question. Right. Right. Because like, but it still comes up. It's but it's a logical. True, time is a construct. Yeah. You know, if it's just like time is not absolute, time is a construct. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, is if are we talking like midnight in Canton, in Can, you know, we're right. in Hong Kong? Yeah. Um, in the, in, are we talking like midnight wherever? Well, and if the moon reflects the sunlight, why can vampires go out at night? Mm-hmm. If the only light from the moon is reflected from the sun, correct? So I mean, we're, we're gonna asking get in, the big questions we, here. This, we this saved sh- it for Christmas. This show gets to the important shit. Um. No, but again, these this are... This is like, this is something that you ask, it's like a college orientation icebreaker, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, if, <laughs> this is like, is water wet? <laughs> if you feed a gremlin at yes. midnight... Is a hot dog midnight? a sandwich? <laughs> but the point is, is that those, like, I, you, there are logical... Is cereal like, a soup? Conversation. I'm... Yeah, is it? That's a good question. It's a breakfast soup? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Cole, it's like a gazpacho. <laughs> And assholes always bring up gazpacho when they talk about cereals and soup. Yeah. Um, anyways, anyways you just back to the horror. Asshole. No, no. You did. It's okay. It's um, okay. Well, you are what you eat. Anyways, so. but there, there we go. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I wrote down down because there there is that whole like again. This is very like. Well, I mean, I guess any time, but I feel like there's always that like in films like clash of like old and new, like he's like an inventor going into like the antique store, you know? So like, that's really interesting. Like the East versus West, the wise versus the young, you know, that the, you know, the man like warned them and they still, you know, did what they did. Like, why didn't you tell your young grandson about this creature? Like, listen, we don't go giving this to white people because they will ruin the world with it. So we're going to keep like, I mean, again, there's a whole, <laughs> There's so many questions that this movie brings up, but that's not the point. Because we have to get to the terror and the mayhem of the gremlins and the whole thing. So, and Christmas. And we have to get to that delightful story that Phoebe Cates tells, you know, midway through the film. So, hold on. So, Joshua told me that there was a scene that apparently they wanted, the studio wanted cut. Yeah, they, like, really pushed to have it cut. I think even Steven Spielberg didn't like it. I think he also went on record that he didn't like it, but he said it was Joe's film. It was Joe Dante's film. Okay. And if he wanted to leave it in, then it'd be left in. But he did have, I guess, creative control to remove it if he had wanted to. So so there's this scene that happens and in the first viewing of it, we got distracted by a squancher and so we had to go back it. And I missed it. So we went back and in true Joshua fashion, nothing to be missed. Went back, watched it and and the scene is, again, spoiler alert for this movie that's almost 40 years old. Um, 
it, it's basically Phoebe Cates' character is uh, telling our main guy, Billy, that, you know, in the beginning, she, like, hates Christmas or doesn't like Christmas. Right. There's and a whole conversation about, like, being anti-Christmas. Or, it, you know, it, is it, it makes me a bad person. Yeah, exactly. The, mo- the moral implications of disliking Christmas. And so when all of this shit is happening, then she explains why she doesn't like Christmas and gives her origin story, which that when she was a child, um, her father went missing and then um, one day there was like a, a foul stench coming from their chimney. <laughs> no, just listen to you tell it. I love this. I just love listening to you retell this. Go ahead. There's a foul stench. Foul stench. There's a foul stench from the chimney. And when they went up to go open up the chimney, they expected to pull out, like, a dead animal, but they pulled out her father dressed up as Santa Claus, and he had gotten stuck and died in the chimney. Which, to be fair, I mean, that is a dead mammal, so it's okay. And, and, it's, it's a and dead we're watching still. this, and it's, a re- and it's also played really seriously. Like, it's, like, full coverage on her face. Like, you know, the light is really good, and she's telling it, and she's like, it was my father dressed as Santa Claus. And Joshua starts laughing. <laughs> he couldn't it's control so it just like he started laughing now and I looked over him in not since the fly when he <laughs> our episode about the fly I looked over at him and I was like what <laughs> you are sick and he's like it's just so funny <laughs> Well, listen, what I read was that they they wanted it removed because they also couldn't tell if it was supposed to be funny or... Like, it's just a really odd moment in the film. Like, it's just strange. I mean, again, it does explain why she doesn't like Christmas and, like, it is sad and, like, all of that. It's just... I, there's something about just the way that she tells it, the way, it, like, it plays. It's just really a strange scene. And, yeah, it, does, it makes me laugh because it's, like... It's just so bizarre. It's very Darwin Awards, too. It's just, like... We're laughing because, like, this should not have happened, but, you know, it was stupid, and and so it did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> again, it's a bizarre movie, and all, all yeah. around. Uh, and, and in true horror fashion, we do get, like... We, well, no, I guess maybe it's an 80s fashion, you were saying, where, like, the smartest person in the town is, like, the local science teacher... Like oh well yeah you brought that up yeah well we were trying yeah 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 well that was actually yeah that was amusing you're like ah black uh, professor yeah. stem <laughs> yes black stem and then you know turned into a stump and uh, died first person to die again yeah. black black person in a yeah, horror this film. does live up to that uh, to that uh, yeah because nobody yeah nobody dies before that but just like the the like ludicrous idea that like your science teacher. At, from high school, from yeah, you're high gonna school take this thing to him. Is gonna run some tests in their like lab, like they fucking like they're a Marvel character, <laughs> gonna just run some tests and figure out what the fuck it is. Um, like I'm, I'm thinking about my science teachers going to school, and there is no way that they would have been qualified at all to do this. See, this is why, like in in the future, in the future, <laughs> now in the present, right? <laughs> It, it's happening. <laughs> like, now. where are you going with this? Um, in the future, it's, it's why now where it's just like you know, if anyone needs to do anything high tech, there's always some elaborate reason. Someone works at the company right. or whatever. They're an intern there, and they uh, somehow know how to operate all the machines, but they never get any of the credit. And see, when when we redo again, when we we make the when we 
uh, when we finally make the remake that we're critiquing and we hate, um, that's what's going to happen. It'll be like, you know, the black friend works at like the local biotech company, but they created it. Right. In the end, that's what you find out. Yeah. <laughs> They're like the umbrella corporation, but for the Mogwai. Uh, yeah. Um, well, and again, I mean, it, it could have been way darker. I actually would love to get a hold of like an original script for this because apparently there was, it was, it was a lot darker. Like Gizmo, I think was supposed to be Stripe. Like he was supposed to change. So it goes from like the cute thing to being like the lead villain. Uh, but obviously merchandising can't have that. Uh, gotta have one of them be cute and good and, you know, stay sweet. Um, but, like, I think the mom even get, got murdered in the original. Like, her head gets, like, cut off and put in the Christmas tree. I thought that th- I thought she was going to die. Yeah. I really yeah. did. I think that that was part of the original story. I even think the dog was supposed to die. Uh, I think it was a lot darker in the original. So they definitely pulled it back. Uh, but it's still pretty dark. And, again, like I was saying earlier, and uh, probably listeners might know this. Um, well, I'm sure listeners, plenty of, plenty of our dear listeners know this. But they kind of created the PG-13 um, rating for this film because they didn't want it rated R because they wanted like families, you know, to see it. Uh, it was a good, I'm assuming this was supposed to be like a summer blockbuster kind of film, you know, Steve which Spielberg again, involved, strange. Uh, it follows, it, it follows a weird uh, history of, of like genre films around the holidays being released, not around the holidays. Right. Hocus Pocus was released in July. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Yeah, definitely is kind of part of that. Um, but yeah, so they kind of, or at least what I read was Steven Spielberg kind of suggested to the MPAA or whatever it is. MPPA, MPAA, right. The, Mm -hmm. whatever the, um, the ruiners of fun. The people who exactly the ruiners of fun. I like that. Uh, they should adapt, you know, or or adjust and make a new yeah. um, make a new uh, rating system so this film could kind of be accurately sold to you know families who did not expect it to be so horrifying. Probably because it's like, oh, it's a fun Christmas movie, but. <laughs> I don't. Uh, <laughs> well, so here's the th- so. Well, like, also, th- did you see the original theatrical poster? I mean, it's like it's cute little gizmo hands, you know, gremlins, you know, in a box. It doesn't seem like well, that's, a horror film. That's the thing about so, like, uh, talking from someone who has never seen the film, right? A lot of the kind of posters for Gremlins or the ads or even the even like the image that you see on like the Apple, the iTunes like movie store, it's Gizmo. Yeah, it's like oh, this like fucking Furby looking motherfucker is like right. here, just like you know, ah, Gizmo. Like I expect to go Pika Pika. Like, and then you get like you know they don't show the like you know weird racist. <laughs> depictions of the of the when they turn with the pupil stage and all that stuff right yeah this kind of like invasion of the body snatchers like pods Mm -hmm. uh you know and i was also thinking about like probably people at least in the 80s that were watching this or or parents they probably were familiar with like the tribbles on star trek and were kind of probably thinking the what the Tribbles, the Trouble with Tribbles. It's a famous Star Trek episode with these like creatures that multiply, like kind of in this way. They're little furry balls, um, like critters. I know you've never seen critters, but have you ever even heard of that? Like these space balls, kind of creatures that eat people. Okay, well, anyways, <laughs> this is like a subgenre film. These kind of like gremlin-y We've talked critter. about critter critter horror. Yeah, like, like that know. kind of idea of like little space aliens or some kind of cute creature that becomes something horrifying and, you know, kills everybody. Like cooties. Cooties. Yeah. Those sorts of like, yeah, exactly. Um, 
anyways, it's like I kind of think that it's sort of like that. Like if you had seen the trouble with triples, <laughs> and then you like see the Mogwai, it's like, oh, that's kind of cute. This would be a fun thing to take our kids to, and then then it's actually really gory, and yeah, you know, I mean, there are some really like horrifying elements especially to somebody in like the 80s i mean you're watching it now after you've seen yeah. inside and you've seen all these other like christmas horror films yeah. this is like i watch fx relatively right <laughs> exactly yeah so relatively speaking it's not that horrifying but i i think to audiences back then i mean if you had taken a child to it and been like what the fuck <laughs> this is not what we signed up for yeah. <laughs> this is not this is not how what we thought this film would be um, but I mean, it did uh, did well. It says the budget was eleven million. It made two hundred and twelve million at the box office. Of course, it did because horror makes money, girl. Yeah, well, and again, I mean, this is like in that time where, like, um, you know, Steven Spielberg was just, I mean, everywhere. You know, ET was out. Like, I mean, there was just again, there was like a different feeling about, you know, kind of the world. <laughs> we're living in so it's like I think that people flocked to see this because it was like produced by the guy who made the lovable E.T. and not by that horrible guy who made the thing although this has a lot more in common with that than it does with E.T. Uh, you know so it's just it makes sense to me that like you know people were kind of like what the fuck but at the same time it's super fun like I, I don't uh, if people I think people gave it a chance which obviously they did made tons of money uh, but Again, yeah, I don't know how many of those people asked for that. Very much fun. I, I, I think this is one of those that like I it deserves its place in the like holiday movie official canon. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. And uh as you pointed out, you know, it has a cute boy that runs through I mean, for you, I don't find, you know, I mean he's again a little twinkyish. But uh, you know, if nothing else, you can watch it again for that, you know? True. You know, it's like a cute boy in distress. Yes. <laughs> I do love a cute boy in distress. Uh, is he cute. a final boy? I mean, it's not really a slasher film, though, so I no, guess that doesn't really count. Yeah, we can't count. Yeah, him. yeah, can't put can't put old Billy on the list for that. But uh, he's pretty, though. There you go. You know, and he's stepping up, trying to save his small town. That... He's also like really nice, which is strange because like I feel like a lot of a lot of the movies that we watch, they're like really there might be a little bit of an asshole or like they're you know there's no there's a little like edgy a genuinely generally nice guy exactly he's and that's why i think maybe i was drawn to him i'm just generally drawn to genuinely nice guys yeah um yeah oh also moral of the story we did we forgot was hashtag not all mogwai yes <laughs> Gizmo is the good one. Yeah, Gizmo. Gizmo's the fully assimilated one. Right, exactly. Yeah, he's like, listen, like those other guys are bad, but I'm like a good guy. Yes. So oh my god, is he the model? Mo- he's the model. The, mo- the model minority. That's yes. another thing that, like, especially with uh, conversations about, I should have brought that up earlier, w- particularly with Asian Americans or with Asian people, like that model minority thing really gets and like they Yeah, like, you're right. That is exactly shows up in with Gizmo. Like, he's the good one. Like, he's just, like, he's sweet and kind. It's these others that are, like, evil. And, and again, well, you know, you got to have that. You have to have the... Oh, my God. Gizmo's the model minority. Right. Yeah. That will be, uh, I think, part of uh, one of these articles that I'm going to post in the com- in the, uh, in the notes uh, kind of takes apart that uh, that's part of the conversation. Like, the model, the model minority of, of gremlins. Fascinating, right? Mm, I love it. Oh, yay. 
We did it. Yes, I'm glad that you mentioned again that you'd never seen it because uh, that just blew my mind. But I always forget because you like have a family you like, so you rarely come to Scary Christmas. My, you know, you're, you've rarely been because I, yes, I mean, I have a family that I uh, have to spend Christmas with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like them, but yeah, you know, I also would like you know the idea of like sitting here eating tamales an entire day and drinking mulled wine and watching scary movies is also very appealing. Yeah. yeah. But I, you still, you choose your family over me. I choose the blood relatives okay. over my chosen family. This yes. is true. And I'm okay with that. So I'm going to need like, because we got, we get to do this, you know, you're not going to be doing that with them. It's so true. I'm going to need like an time. organ or money from them. And, <laughs> you know, the match, the, the, the tissue matches a little bit better yeah. in the Pacific Islander realm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to need that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you don't want anything from me. God, Lord knows what will happen to your body if you try to put <laughs> my credit score will it. go up and maybe uh... a. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh shit! <laughs> oh Joe, goddamn! I get some of that privilege. You're so funny. <laughs> All right, dear listener. Well, we hope that uh, you know you. I'm sure Gremlins is part of your yearly. Uh, Scary Christmas traditions. We definitely have uh, listeners that do. I don't do think we ruined it. I don't think we overthought it too no. much. No, and again, nothing that we're talking about is new. Uh, yeah. You know, these are definitely... This is all played out. Yeah, it's definitely conversations that have been going on for years. But again, if we're not overthinking a horror film, what are we doing here? Yeah. You know? And again, there's a lot more. Like, we could dive really deep into this, and we didn't even... We just barely scratched the surface. We just gave of, you things to, like, look up on your own. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of... Yeah. Uh, of I mean, again, you just do like a Google search of like, is Gremlins racist? You're going to find like 10,000 hits yeah. and more of, uh, and speaking of, <laughs> and speaking of our unpaid labor, um, folks, we have plans in the new year. So if you would like to, you know, give us some money <laughs> for all yes. of this unpaid labor that we've we been go. doing. Tuition, for you, tuition is to make is, your tuition payments. Is coming. Uh, check out the, uh, link to our fright school Venmo in, uh, in uh in the show notes we're gonna keep that up there and we have some great stuff coming for you in the new year ah uh, that is true um, that because is true. we're gonna we're going places literally and we we're hoping if omicron doesn't uh, yeah. <laughs> or whatever horror awaits but right yeah. now we do have travel plans and uh you know we can't do that without the fact that you listen and that you uh keep this show somewhat relevant <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All righty. Well, happy holidays uh, to all of you, whatever you celebrate. Or if you don't, hey, you know, happy whatever day. What a day is Saturday. (laughs) Will you also post your your schedule in the show notes? Oh, sure. If people want to, like, participate virtually. They want to participate virtually. Yeah. You know, some of you may have chosen to... Uh, ignore your families for one more year out of for fear of COVID. So yeah, this would be a nice way in. Um, but again, like you know, are you participating in Eastern time? <sighs> this is true. <laughs> it's like it's because yeah. 10 p.m. here is like what one in the morning over there. So, yeah. but yeah. I'm glad that you uh, pointed that out. You know, I, had to. <laughs> I can make a whole thing. Like if you want to start when I'm starting. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, um, yay. Yay.
All right. And as always, I begrudgingly make Joshua do this every year. It's my favorite part. We wish you a scary Christmas. We wish you a scary Christmas. We wish you a scary Christmas. And a year filled with fear. <laughs> Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. listening to the Geekscape Network.